Welcome to the Modern Tire Dealer Show. Today's guest is Dennis McCarran of Cardinal Brokers, one of the leading brokers in the tire and automotive industry. This episode is brought to you by BKT Tires, a leading global player in off-highway tires for the agricultural, industrial, construction, and OTR industries. Dennis, thank you for joining the Modern Tire Dealers Show once again. It's it's a new year, and we're glad to have you on. Glad to be here, Mike. Looking forward to talking about uh, today's topic, which is uh, a couple of months ago in Modern Tire Dealer, you listed uh, several things that independent tire dealers ought to do or need to do uh, in order to to grow their business in 2023. It's still very early in the year. And, and you mentioned in that article that increasing car count is going to be absolutely critical for our listeners uh, this year. Um, w- you know, what do you mean by that? H- how can you go about increasing car count? Are there several tried and true methods that you you recommend? I, I think this is a topic that's going to uh, resonate with with almost all of our listeners and uh, interested in hearing what you have to say about it. Sure. And let me start off first by saying that I don't have a crystal ball as in regards to the economy. Um, you know, whether we're in a recession, going to be in a recession, soft landing, hard, I, I, who knows? You know, that's, that's sort of out of our control. Um, but all, all the data that we can read that does make sense is pointing towards uh, consumers pulling back a little bit on their spending. Um, Some retail data shows that a lot of Christmas uh, gifting is being done on credit cards. Uh, Consumer savings are down. Um, So what that points to is that people have less money. Um, So this isn't a statement on the economy. It's just the reality that customers have less money, which means the last two years, Customers have been spending well on their cars. Mm-hmm. Um, tires are up, repairs are up, labor rates are up, and, and people have been uh, buying most of the recommendations. So I think that is going to start to come to an end, and but not catastrophically, just people mm-hmm. are going to start getting a little more conservative in how they spend their money. So some add-on sales will start to be deferred. Mm-hmm. And one of the main levers to adjust on that is to be able to get more cars in through the door. So your average repair order uh, dollar amount may go down, but if you can get one or two more cars in the building every day, you can offset the impact of that customer retraction. And when I do consulting work, one of the first areas I look at to increase car count is process and procedures. Um, it's it's not so much about uh, saying yes to more business or even necessarily more marketing or, or discounting things. It's simply looking at h- how a car starts or a vehicle starts at the beginning of the, the write-up to the checkout and finding areas that where is it bogging down? Where is it getting slow? Um, One of the main areas that I see often is that let's say a car comes in uh, for an oil change and a basic, you know, courtesy check. Well, the technician will bring the vehicle in and do the oil change and then turn in the ticket with the courtesy check information. Right. And that just creates a lot of downtime. 
Uh, yeah. The idea is you do the inspection first, no matter what the vehicle was in for. If the customer has agreed to any level of inspection, you always do the inspection first so that while the technician is doing the originally requested work, the salesperson or the service advisor can start estimating and getting on the phone with the customer and and negotiating um, and selling whatever recommendations were made. So that's a really big one. Um, assigning the right work to the right people, um, you know, making sure you um, tell the the customer realistic expectations about their vehicle, um, and that may may not seem obvious, but if you tell the customer that the car will be done by two and then it's it's not done by two and the customer will continue to call and say, what's going on with my car? Is my car ready yet? You, now you're constantly picking up the phone, answering the same question. Yeah. And it's a waste of time. So, so a lot of it boils down into basic, good, proactive communication, right? Good, good communication and, and a solid process. You know, how long before a vehicle gets brought into the building, when mm. when the write-up started, how quickly do you include the customer in the conversation about any potential add-on sales? Um, you know, talking to uh, vendors, making sure you've got a part supplier that can deliver on a timely basis. I know everyone's, you know, kind of hurting in the, you know, employee count area, so the deliveries are getting a little longer. But anywhere you can look and really study your process of how a uh, vehicle gets written up, when is it brought into the building, mm-hmm. you know, what gets done first, second, and third on the vehicle, how quickly that's converted to an estimate, um, and how quickly you can communicate. Like There's a lot of um, programs, apps out there that, that can bolt on or be part of your point of sale where you can communicate with the customer via text and te- texting for a lot of customers, they not only do they prefer it, but it's also faster, um, you know, face to face or, or over the phone conversations, you have to establish when everybody has a free time and that's got to marry mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. But with texting it, 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 one of, one of the main benefits of texting uh, is that it's, it's faster. Well, so many of our listeners adopted uh, texting as another method of communication uh, during the the early days of the pandemic, right? With uh, all the all the restrictions that were in place, and and many of them discovered quickly that this is something their customers had been uh, wanting and 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 asked them to keep around, and now now they've integrated that into their their daily process. You know, some two two and a half years, three years later. Uh, texting has become the norm. I know recently I took a car in for a new set of tires at a local independent tire dealership, and uh, they used texting to keep me informed of of everything they were doing every step of the way in in real time. And having never experienced that before, I found it really uh, useful and helpful. Yeah, it's it's, it's becoming the standard. I, I remember a couple decade uh, a decade ago, maybe a decade and a half. I think it was Domino's was sort of the forefront that I remember that, you know, Joe is making your pizza. Bill mm-hmm. is driving your pizza to your house. Like they, they gave you that um, status if you, if you ordered online. And I think that converts very well um, to the retail service industry as a whole that, you know, people often forget that when somebody brings a car into your shop, 
you're putting the second most expensive thing they've ever bought in their life nine feet up in the air. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it's a good and, point. And they don't know how anything works. You know, most drivers know gas and key. Like that's the only two things they really know about their vehicle. And so it's even the smallest job is a little nerve wracking for your average consumer. So keeping them in the loop, you know, getting proactive against those follow up phone calls. How's my car coming along? Where's my car at? What's going on? All those little things, those those five second, 10 second, 15 second interactions. If you can clear that and be more precise with your communication, you're going to be able to fit more vehicles into the shop. Thanks to its R&D efforts, BKT is committed to helping customers succeed by offering high-quality, top-performance, and reliable tires that can handle any job in more than 160 countries worldwide. Are there any other recommendations, Dennis, that you might have for our listeners? For car count or just in general? Yeah, well, car count in, in specific, but but just in general. I mean, um, this is a I'm learning a lot today about how to increase your car count and, and the importance of having a defined process. Now, I, I I would say one of the things that I think is important is is small businesses supporting other small businesses. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of people that come to a local independent dealer for work. A good part of the reason they they do that is because they're specifically seeking out a small business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, particularly over the pandemic, I, I think some people picked up on that. And if the local bakery can get together with the local auto, automotive automobile <laughs> repair facility, um, and you know they can get together with a local pizza place and, and mm-hmm. sort of just feed off of each other's energies. Mm-hmm. You know, little things like leaving, you know, little cards at the counter or having a wall of other small businesses where you have that stuff. I I think that sort of word of mouth is much, much more effective than an oil change coupon. Right, right. And it seems like such an old fashioned way of of promoting other businesses, but it still works. This is still a word of mouth business, whether that word of mouth is verbal or, or expressed, you know, in digital form. I mean, people rely on their friends and family and neighbors for recommendations. Yeah, the one of the big things about small business uh, that that consumers seek out is that it's personal. Mm-hmm. You know, so a, a lot of times, and believe me, Mike, I, I am not a, a, an expert at marketing or advertising. Uh, it, that's just not my avenue. Um, but when you when a small business reaches out to a consumer. They're looking for that connection. You know, you, you're not looking for a connection when you get a Target mailer or a Macy's mm-hmm. Bed Bath and Beyond twenty percent off kind of thing. But when small businesses reach out, you're really you're going after that sort of warm and fuzzy supporting local businesses. Uh, you know, my neighbor owns this. I'm going to help them. That that should really be the focus. So a- any kind of way you can reach out to your consumers on a personal level is much more likely to generate traffic uh, than, you know, $10 off your state inspection or something like that. So we, we talked about ways to improve your car count or increase your car count. We talked about more recently the importance of, of uh, you know, marketing yourself word of mouth and engaging and recruiting other local businesses to help you out. What What's another thing that our listeners can do 
uh, during 2023 to to grow their business or at least at least solidify their position in their market, you know, as as the economy still uh, is quite uncertain. So I think one of the main things, and this kind of goes hand in hand with um, working with car count and the consumer sort of contracting their spending a little bit, is w- what I call sales agility. Um, and I mentioned it earlier, the last two years, two plus years, selling has been easy. Working through the pandemic was not easy. That was very difficult. Mm-hmm. But selling people were basically just saying yes to all the recommendations everyone was was making and now they're going to pull back from that so i think a lot of the the salespeople out there the service advisors um really need to make sure that they're paying attention to that and you, you know not not to be aggressive but also don't don't bail on a potential sale just mm-hmm. because you're starting to hear no a little more mhm I think to me, sales agility is adapting to the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, a customer can say, hey, that's that's a lot of money. They didn't say no. They said that's a lot of money. So mm. agree with them. You know, maybe the estimate was $800, $1,000. That is a lot of money. Right. So, you know, yes, it, it is a lot of money. You know, and then ask them, you know, what what concerns do you have or what surprised you? I think in sales agility, you you have to put a lot more effort into adapting to the customer's situation. Um, and and for two years now, it, it's been pretty. Hey, you know, you brought your car in for brakes. It's fifteen hundred dollars. Do you want it or not? Oh yeah, I got to do it. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, that's going to be fewer and far between in in this year coming up, I believe. So paying more attention to the customer's situation, being a little more empathetic yet still pressing for things that are important about car maintenance and car repair. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of ways to solve the problem. Wow. That's a lot of money. Um, besides saying, okay, we won't do it, you know, back the car out. Because, because that, that customer will likely call the shop down the street or across the road and possibly go there. Right. You don't want to lose them or walk away. Yeah, it's 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 going to be harder um, this next this year uh, going forward because you you don't want to be aggressive, which means that you ignore the customer's pain points and just you know f- sort of force them to buy something. That's that's not a recipe for long term success. You may get the sale that day because they were intimidated, right? But they'll never be back. Uh, so you really need to develop that rapport with the customer that says, you know, hey, you brought your car into me with some problems. I have some solutions, but I hear you. You, you have an objection to this. It takes too long or it's it's a lot of money or, you know, whatever it may be. So really pay attention to how the person's acting and what the, what they're really saying so that you can you can find whatever the real objection is and then solve that real objection. And and the real objection may be underlying. It may not be as apparent. It usually is underlying. Most most people, when you say, hey, in order to fix your brakes, it's fifteen hundred dollars, most people don't respond with, Well, I'm broke, so I can't get that done. Yeah. yeah. You know, they usually soften or 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 shadow their response because for a lot of reasons, embarrassment, fear, right, you know, they, right. 
it's their first time there and you're already in the thousand dollars for a repair. So there's no trust. So yeah, you, you, you have to take a little more time walking the customer through the process and mm-hmm. listening to how they respond. And, and, and that just builds trust and credibility and, and return business. Ultimately, I Correct. think that's what you're looking for. Dennis, this is always, it's always great to talk to you uh, about these and other topics. I thought this particular episode was excellent. I, I want to thank you for your time and all of the, you know, practical advice uh, that I think our listeners will uh, be able to implement if they're not already implementing and, you know, just appreciate your time and carving out time to talk to us. And we, we look forward to having you on the Modern Tire Dealer Show uh, later in the year. All right. I'm looking forward to it, Mike. Thank you, Dennis. You got it. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. To contact Dennis McCarran at Cardinal Brokers, email him at Dennis at CardinalBrokers.com. C-A-R-D-I-N-A-L-B-R-O-K-E-R-S.com. And don't miss... The January issue of Modern Tire Dealer Magazine, which contains our exclusive look at the 2022 domestic tire industry. Whether you're working on a farm, a construction site, or in the OTR industry, BKT has a tire for you.